Amen. What's happening? So I'm wearing a uh, special shirt for you. Why is it backwards on here? Wait. Fucking setting. Anyway, it's uh, Quit Your Day Job. I don't know if you can see it. I like it. From Alan Branch. Over at, I think it's Less Accounting he does. Yeah, I like it. Very nice. Weird that it's backwards. But no good deed goes unpunished. That's right. Hey there! Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. I wanted to give a shout-out to reviewer number two. Um, I'm just going to read it off of my phone since my laptop is taking a lot of load what made me think about this was uh, one of the podcasts i listened to i think it's the fizzle show was just celebrating they got 500th review on itunes and i'm like holy crap that's a lot it's like i wonder what we're doing and i look down and it's like wow we've got we've got two who's the second one i know who did the first one who's the second one (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and so this was from september 6th so it actually wasn't that long ago Starting a business on the side, highly recommend. Starting a business on the side when your family is your first priority can seem impossible, but it is possible and can even be fun. If you want to start your own business on the side, the first thing you should do is not listen to this podcast, but go out and get a paying customer. Then, when you're in the car, mowing the lawn, or doing the dishes, listen to this podcast, particularly if you listen from episode one, you will hear Craig and Ken stumble, experience doubt, confusion, and even exasperation. And then, and then... They both start making sales, just like you will. Unlike most of the other bootstrap startup podcasts out there, Ken and Craig are dads starting their businesses on the side. Um, let me just interject that Craig and I are not like dads of the same children. We're not that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> they are dads starting their businesses on the side without VC money and are starting from scratch. Highly, highly recommend. Thank you, Ken and Craig. Um, thank you, MT Nola, on September 6th, so... Sorry, we're just now giving you a shout out. If you even still listen to us, we appreciate it. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's really nice to get good reviews and hear from people. Um, I heard from somebody, and this is, this is how bad I am at, at, at all this, Ken. I, had, uh, I have like a contact form set up on my personal blog on craighewitt.me, and someone emailed in. It was a great message you know, about our last show. Basically, it was, hey, you really appreciate the, the candidness and the openness with how you're sharing kind of the struggles and how things are going and um, just a really great message. And I don't even think I know the guy's name, maybe like the way I have the contact form set up. I'm just a fucking idiot and like didn't capture email address. Maybe I got his name. So you can't even say thanks. I can't even say thanks. So for, for thank you very much for the message. I really appreciate it. And I it's on my list of things to do to rework contact form seven plugin and WordPress on my personal blog have uh, a few other things we're working on but i really appreciate everybody who listens and if you leave a review or send us a message uh it really is encouraging because you know we're 32 episodes in or 31 episodes in now and sometimes we feel like we're just talking and to have people acknowledge that they're listening and that they value what we're doing is is really nice you know you know we don't ever plan on making money from this but it's nice to know that people are engaging at least yeah you know i get emails about the show and i I used to forward them to you, and I, I, I've just had my head up my own butt, I think, and so I apologize. Yeah. I'm um, looking at one. Brandy Young said, holy wow, I literally stopped listening to this. Um, the subject line was, wow, that Josh Earl episode. 
This Josh Earl episode is, by far, one of the best, if not the best, episodes y'all have done. Great actionable stuff. Loved it. Awesome show, as always. Thanks for putting it all out there. Off to go finish that episode. So, thanks, Brandy. And there's there's several more. I won't read them all. But, uh, yeah, we need to, we could do a better job of that. Um, on to the updates. Yeah. Um, you go first. How's Podcast Motor been doing? So, you know, Podcast Motor has been, uh, I don't want to say on autopilot, meaning that we're coasting because we're not, but the, the, everything is just working really great. The team is working well. I'm not doing hardly any of the day-to-day work right now and just focusing on onboarding new customers and doing sales, okay. which is ideal. Um, you know, I think over the next few months, we're going to really start optimizing for profit a little bit more as I look to, you know, make the jump away from the day job in 73 days. But, uh, it's just something that is going to go sort of progressively over time. I don't think we're doing anything drastic with the business structure. Although I do want to talk about pricing. Maybe next episode we can talk about my thoughts on pricing over time. Okay. Um, Rob and Mike talked about pricing on services business and Stelly and Heaton talked about service business models uh, in the last few weeks. And um, yeah, we'll talk about pricing maybe next week, um, but I have some thoughts on pricing over time. Uh, and and I keep, you know, just in the back of my mind, keep thinking of a way to develop a a product for Podcast Motor. And I, 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 I still am convinced that a course would be a good thing to do. And I just haven't gotten off my fat ass to to do it. So yeah. that's um, that's just my fault. I have I have the domain. I have a landing page up. I just haven't done enough. And, and enough really at this point is just thirty minutes worth of video work probably. And then some editing and then starting to drive Facebook ads and really start promoting the course. Um, but I think it, it, it's a, it's, it will be a good way to make a couple thousand dollars a month and share a lot of the stuff that I know. Because when we talked about it last time, I think I, at this point, I think I, I know as much as a lot of people about podcasting. And so some of these people that are just getting into it, instead of paying $1,200 for John Lee Dumas's course, you know, they pay $300 for mine and it's just as much information certainly is enough to get them started. And, um, you know, I think the way I'm going to, I'm wanting to position it is like, you don't just get one perspective on what, but we, we have, you know, 30 customers. So we see the 30 best ways to do everything. Um, but, but also the structure of the course is going to be, it's not 25 modules. It's like six. Right. And you're going to learn everything you need to know about podcasting in like an hour and a half. I sat through a webinar for uh, from the guys at Teachable. Yes. And um, that was really their thing about courses was it's not the value. The value of the course is not the content. The value of the course is the bridge between where someone is and where they want to get. Yeah. And you being able to take them there quicker and easier. Hopefully have some downtime between now and the end of the year and really want to sort of hit the ground running with a course in January. Uh, And I think it'll be good. A lot of people will say at this point, hey, I want to start a podcast in January. So I think it could be a good time for it. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's podcast motor. What about you? Mastermind Jam. So new pricing. We're starting new pricing on um, the 21st, Monday, the 21st. And that's really just a bump in pricing. There's no huge major launch there other than you get grandfathered into the stuff that's going to happen after the first of the year. So I haven't quite settled on a number yet, but it's going to be four, maybe five times what it is now. Um, I'm just going to um, I'm just gonna really inflate the price. 
So we we're at forty nine dollars now. It might very well on the twenty first go to um, like one forty nine or one ninety nine. Is mm-hmm. my math off on there? Four no. times fifty bucks. Okay. No. So um, um, that's really what I'm thinking. After talking to a number of people um, about the problem I'm having with somebody signs up, pays fifty bucks, and then a week later, you know, you hear nothing but crickets from their email account when I set them up in a group. This has happened a couple times now. Where it's somebody just recently signed up, like in the last three weeks, was set up into a group, and they just didn't respond to the onboarding email. Now, I understand if it's because of, you know, my fault where, you know, you signed up five weeks ago and you hadn't heard anything and you're just like, fuck this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. But this was just like, man, you know, four days go by and you're you're so cooled off that you just can't. So, yeah, apparently, um, maybe the money wasn't enough to keep him honest. I don't know, but... uh, going to try that see if and that so helps. the logic there is that paying people needing to pay more money will have them be more involved in participating in the mastermind after they've signed up that's exactly right yeah. and this has nothing to do with helping my bottom line because this is going to dramatically decrease conversions right oh yeah um yeah. <clears throat> just like when i went from free to 50 bucks you know um so i i, I know this is going to make my already horrible conversion rate go even worse well the one thing i would i would say you you'll need to keep in mind is how does the lower volume of people in the system affect your ability to match yeah well simultaneously i'm really ramping up efforts for lead gen and traffic gen traffic yeah there are a number of places i'm looking at online where the people that are right for this hang out right i've had people sign up for this that are like starting funded companies or they they've got a startup that they're out um beating the street looking for an a uh, series a round uh or some angel investment and i'm not sure how well this is a good fit for them right to get them in mm-hmm. a group with you know you know the example i'm thinking of they put beginner on their form because they haven't received funding yet where <laughs> you know they're sitting in a room with a <laughs> team of three people <laughs> eating ramen you know and these guys are all in on it Meanwhile, they're in a group with a guy that's, you know, got a wife and kids, and at night he works on his ebook. It's just not fair um, to put them in the same group together. They, the goals are too far different. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to look um, for more of the people that I know are a good fit for the entrepreneurs I already have in the system. And, yeah, over time I will expand it to see if there's something else I can do for the people in the funded startup space. But right now I'm going to really focus on where bootstrappers hang out. A lot of things get easier with more traffic, right, more signups. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're going to do that. Also, w- by increasing the price, that gives me more leeway to offer promotions and discounts for conferences and things and not feel bad about it, right? You know, if I if I have a lo- low price point product, say you've got a $10 ebook, and I mean, if, by the time you offer a discount, why even bother, right? Yeah. And yeah. for the mastermind group at $50, okay, half off, um, I really started to see that some of the entrepreneurs signing up at, at the half off level weren't as serious, frankly, as the people that paid the 50 bucks. Right. I hate to say it like that. It's just, it just sounds absurd, right? Money's money. Why would, well, I personally wouldn't sign up for a product like that and just waste the money. But, you know, people do it. As I say that, I, I know I sound like a hypocrite because I was the guy that paid for drip for a year without using it. So I guess I'll shut up on that note. But uh, Yeah, it, that's a little different. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But, you know... I wouldn't have if it was three times the price. You know what I mean? There are products that that look like amazing products 
that I wouldn't sign up for because they're just too expensive and they're meant for, you know, established businesses. Yeah. So there's that. I'm not to beat that up too much. Well, that'll be really interesting to see both the, the traffic generation stuff, how that plays out, and the if you can keep the conversion rate high enough to keep enough people in the in the mix to match them. Yeah. You know, you know, you need sort of a a certain n of people in the in you know of different variables to match them. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to do. Um, I signed up. Um, there's an early bird special for signing up um, a piece of software called Connect Leads. I'm going to do a 30 day trial of that in their Connect Audience software. What that allows you to do is use the new Facebook lead ads where people see your ad and there's a button that says sign up. And, it, and Facebook puts their email address and any other um, demographic information you want to gather into the back end for you to then download, right? Um, the, so the software, well, you don't need any software for that. You, you can just do that for free now through Facebook, uh, other than the fee for placing the ad. Um, I bought additional software then that takes that downloadable CSV and, imp- and push, pushes it right into, uh, MailChimp or Drip or whatever. Nice. Infusionsoft. They, they integrate with seven or eight different things and they, um, there's more to come. So that way it can be totally hands off. Yeah. And the, the power of that is, um, so as you have these ads running, if all day long, say every hour, you have it pulling the data out of the, the, the ads, then you can put it into, like, say I can put it into drip um, and apply tags or events to the people at whatever stage they are. And then I can, I can um, target the ads better. Then I can feed the data back into Facebook using their Connect Audience product to only show certain ads to certain targeted groups of people. So mm-hmm. instead of just blasting out, everybody says, sees this generic ad, this is sign up for mastermind group, a person that say, um, signed up for my, um, landing page, but didn't fill out their profile might see an ad that is speaking to the objections that they might be having. Oh, that's nice. Stopping so customize ads based yeah. on so, website or email activity. Oh, tags. It, just think about it. Just think of retargeting, yeah. but segmented retargeting. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I was like, yeah, I can use that today. Um, and then they also do it for Twitter. So the, the Twitter, the new Twitter ads let you have a call to action button in them and the exact same software. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be playing around with that. Um, I'm going to be throwing just low dollar amounts around at first, just until I get, you know, an idea of how it all works together. Yeah. Um, but I also know how to, um, address other audiences that are free to get to. Right. So, um, some of the communities that you and I belong to, um, I'm just going to be getting there, adding value and being more visible, being more open about what it is I do. And some of those people will find their way toward, you know, that's a longer play. That's like a two, three month before I'll start seeing an uptick in there. But I'm, I've definitely got a concerted, um, um, plan for how I'm going to attack that. Yeah. I mean, that's worked so well for us. I mean, we've gotten so many customers from, from that approach. Yeah. And at this point it snowballs. Yep. So nice. Nice. So that's mastermind jam really right now. Um, and then, um, I'm going to be vague about it, but after the first of the year, there's some other things that I'm going to be adding to the program to really add value to mastermind jam. Um, okay. so instead of waiting till after you get matched in the group to get kind of a, a peek into the value I can add, like right now I send out some training emails and things like that. Uh, I'm going to be sending out a lot more of that earlier in the funnel. Um, what that will do is address some of the problem I have with just kind of flaking and not answering the welcome email. A lot of those people are going to fall off a lot be- before they get matched into a group. So I want to add a few hurdles 
where somebody that's totally new to a mastermind group scenario might say, yo, yeah, I, I need to know that before I get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody who's, who's just um, kicking the tires is probably going to be too impatient to even sit through it. So um, I'm going to let people self-segment. Yeah, that should help support your higher price point too. Yeah. Yep. And so immediately after signing up, you're going to see value for that higher price point, right? So you're going to be into a course. Um, so I'm going to set up my, my first online course will be to support Mastermind Jam and to get people trained that way. So there'll be different kinds of training funnels for people that say, well, let me back up a step. Right now in the onboarding um, um, of Mastermind Jam, I ask you a lot of questions. Are you a beginner or an established entrepreneur? Mm-hmm. What's your revenue mm-hmm. level? I'm gonna I'm gonna break that form up into more steps. So when you sign up, you're gonna get a form that just asks a fraction of those questions, and then it pushes you into the course that you should have at that stage, right? So I'm a beginner. Okay, uh, are you a beginner in eBooks and SaaS, or uh, are you starting a Shopify store? Okay, um, here's where you need to go. Here's here's where you need to go in the funnel. Or you're an established entrepreneur. Okay. Are you a millionaire or are you just, you just made your first dollar yesterday? Yeah. Okay. Here's where yeah. you need to go. Just on a high level. That's what I'm, I'm monkeying with now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think that's great. And a shout out to Breck Palumbo over at the, uh, bootstrap with kids podcast. So in the last two or three episodes, he's been really outlining ever since he moved to bend ever since they stopped the bus, ever since they stopped the <laughs> airstream and settled into bend. Um, he's been really outlining step-by-step what his funnels look like, you know, um, and I've been taking a lot of notes and, you know, not verbatim, but how this could apply, um, to fixing some of my funnel issues. Yeah. I mean, a funnel is really a complex thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's part of the difficulty of actually marketing something is getting the whole funnel laid out to where you get people and you run them through whatever the course is or the, the nurturing campaign, and then you get them to the sales page and then how do yeah. you follow up with them and you tag them and you automate it. I mean, there's weeks worth of work going into that. Now you've been working on it for, for weeks and have more weeks worth of it. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that comes out because I think it's very complex. And yeah. the nice thing about it is once you get it done, then you can measure it and tweak it Yeah, the, to optimize. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get myself to the point where I can start tweaking, right? Yeah. So I need to get version zero launched and see what the problems are with it and see where people are pissed off or where it mm-hmm. sucks and where it's great and and keep the things that are great and get rid of the stuff that sucks and and move on from there because really craig i'm tired of talking about mastermind jam making like you know i get like anywhere from one to five signups a week that's just not enough right yeah. um there's not enough traffic to make it a good service for matching people. There's not enough traffic to, to make it worth my time to, to think about it as much as I do. So it's shit or get off the pot time. I'm really impatient with this. And if by the time microconf happens, by the way, I just bought my tickets and I know you did too. Um, if by the time microconf happens, um, the conversation hasn't changed tremendously around mastermind jam, it's just not happening anymore. Right. Moving on to something else. Well, we'll definitely have to keep that part of the discussion up because I think that's um, knowing when to say when and whether it's a pivot or just a total change of direction is yeah. is an important thing to, to look at and has to be very measured because you have put a lot of time into it. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm looking forward to a postmortem on it because if it, if it turns out that, hey, you know, there was a business opportunity here, but I squandered it some way. Maybe it's not a fit mm-hmm. for my lifestyle or, or it's maybe it's not a fit for the amount of time I have to put toward it. Or maybe I screwed something up from, from the very start. Whatever. I don't care. I'll learn from it and we'll move on to the next thing. It's, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can, I can uh, um, 
I can I can step back from it enough to to really learn from it. I'm not saying it's not going to piss me off if I have to walk away from this, but whatever. It's you know those are those are sunk it's sunk cost at this point. Yep. So now yep. it's like I feel like I can't say that I've given everything to this business yet, right? I haven't I have really haven't tried to drive traffic to it yet. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, and as I've said before, I got to find out if that assumption is correct or not. Cuz if if it's if my assumption's false that, you know, people just aren't willing to um spend money on this kind of thing in large enough numbers to make it a re- realistic business for me, then it's time to move on. Because as a bootstrapper, I just can't uh, keep toiling. Yeah, you got to get out of the day job, right? Yeah, I need to, <laughs> you know, and I really had to come to grips with that recently because it's not, I'm not looking for the forever business right now, right? I'm looking for the business that gets me um, f- time freedom so that I can work on whatever's next that gets me closer to the, whatever the forever business is. Forever yep. being, you know, the 20 or 25 years I want to keep working before I'm on a beach somewhere. And, um, you know, travel's important to me. Lifestyle's important to me. My family's important to me. And, um, so the business has to kind of work around that, not the other way around. Yeah, so if yeah. this is that stepping stone, I'm willing to put my heart and soul into it, but I, I gotta, I gotta learn more about it in the next couple months. And, uh, we're going to have a really candid discussion about this at microcomp. Good. Over several beers. <laughs> Over many, it will be well yeah. lubricated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, stepping stone, uh, I think we are uh, we are well under our way of uh, acquiring our our final stepping stone. Uh, so, I think I mentioned we're seventy three days away from sort of quitting the job and everything, and we are under contract to uh, to buy a pair of web properties that uh, that'll sort of sure up our cash flow uh, for at least next year. Um, you know that on top of what we're making with podcast motor is going to put us kind of where we need to be financially, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a really interesting challenge. They're um they're they're pretty much pure content plays, and um something I know a little bit about, but not anywhere near on this scale. I mean, they get two two and a half million page views a year between the two of them. Nice. Um, so it'll just be a it'll be a good learning experience. I mean, I think I'll be learning a lot about. AdSense and Taboola and all these ad networks and uh, keyword research. So I've been doing a lot. I met uh, Spencer Hawes, Niche Pursuits, um, out at Rhodium Weekend, and we, we, he, and I've been kind of talking back and forth for a while. But um, you know, he's kind of the the guru of keyword research. So I've kind of been reading some of his stuff, reading some of Brian Dean's stuff from Backlinko now in the last, you know, few yes, days about, yes. you know, really getting top-notch links and increasing links. I mean, that these websites, one of them is 15 years old. So, I mean, they're just stalwarts. Um, so it will be, it'll be interesting to see what we do with them. I think aesthetically and from a UX perspective, there's a lot that can be improved um, and adding some monetization methods to them is definitely an option. Um, so it'll be it'll be a real interesting experience. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Applause sound effect. I'm I'm happy to hear about this. This is fantastic. Yeah. So what 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 happens to Podcast Motor while you're concentrating on that? You're just gonna let your team do their magic? Yeah, I mean the team the team is doing great and and is going to continue to do great. I think, and I think the timing of it will work out well to where when this is really done and we're 
really focusing, you know, say we realistically get it done by the end of the year, um, this acquisition, then I really probably just kind of let it sit for a little while and kind of tinker with it here and there. But I mean, I'm not doing 10 hours worth of podcast motor a week yeah. right now. So, I mean, with, with work slowing down around the holidays, um, you know, here in New Orleans, Mardi Gras is like the third week of January, mm-hmm. which then shoots into the middle of February pretty much. Um, and, and so work is slower then too. And then, and then, you know, end of February, I'm done. So I, I don't, I don't worry that it'll be too much. Um, Amanda is, my wife is really excited about, you know, the, the websites that we're purchasing and she's going to be working on them. So I'm going to enroll her in Fizzle, yes. uh, and let her start learning, you know, what is SEO? What is good content? What is content marketing? All that kind of stuff. Um, and let her start connecting with the people in there and learning and doing all these sorts of things. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons we decided to, to pull the trigger on these sites. Cause it is at, at, or just above kind of what we said is our, our budget, uh, to acquire some websites, but the niche it she's is one that we're both really interested in. Um, and she's just really into it. So that's great. It makes, makes me feel good about us spending all this money, um, and, and her being able to work on it, at least on a day-to-day basis, a little bit is really nice. I mean, I can make some of the bigger strategic decisions maybe, and she can kind of implement some of the stuff on a regular day-to-day basis. Cool. So how close are you to closing on these? Um, we'll probably get into escrow Thursday or Friday. Very yeah, nice. so we've done almost all the due diligence. Um, we have an accepted contra- uh, an accepted offer with the seller. Um, are doing kind of like a, a video conference later this week to verify a few things. And um, and then that'll be a big learning experience is going through the process of, you know, transferring a domain. And I'll just be able to assume the hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, each of the uh, sites are on their own VPS. Good. So I'll just take that over. Um, they're on Drupal, which will be uh, a learning experience for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... It's probably second in line behind WordPress. Yeah, there's still a good community there, so it's good. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the, <laughs> I'll send you the link to the sites later. I mean, that it's it they're just god awful ugly. Um, yeah. I think it's like the the default Drupal theme, I'm sure. But um, after you know, sp- sprucing them up will do a lot to conversions, I think. Right. So, are you looking at um, designers, or have you have you been talking to people kicking around ideas for what you want to do, or is that you know all? we're just going to go with a a so, uh, you know, out of the box theme um, to go, to start with. I mean, just you know, a theme for us theme for like fifty bucks. Yeah. Well, I you know, just to back up, I I guess I presumed what your strategy was to oh, just on day one just overhaul them. But I guess another strategy would be take them over, learn how they operate, and then do incremental changes until you see you know obvious things that you need to fix. So, yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot more of the latter. I mean, uh, they're the nice thing about having acquiring such old sites is there's just a ton of history. Yeah. And so I can say like, okay, if I change the theme, give it two weeks and see what happens. Um, and just the volume of traffic is there that you'll, you'll see a change quickly um, in anything you do. So, you know, if, if we add this ad network, does, does it add or decrease overall, you know, ad revenue or does it, you know, sort of cannibalize the other one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for me, just, Owning these sites, I want them to look better than they do. So we're just gonna we're gonna install just a an out of the box theme, um, okay, and, and kind of go from there. You know, 
in a perfect world, I would move into WordPress, but I, I'm not convinced that I can do that without some negative SEO ramifications. Well, maybe, you know, think about this, but in a future episode, would you be comfortable um, talking about more of the process? Like, you know, are you guys paying cash out of your savings or did you go to a bank or, um, yeah. you know, what was the price range you're looking at? You don't have to tell me the exact number, but, you know, is it is it more than this amount of money or less than this amount of money? Just roughly the range you guys were looking in. Um, and then what the process was like for searching them, you know, you sign up for a broker, you know, whatever it might've been. And does he give you a catalog? Is there a website? Is it like, um, um, the MLS where you go on for web, you know, for websites, I'm not sure how the private market works. I know how flip it works, but I'm not sure how this process works in private. So, uh, yeah. So, um, it's funny as, as I actually get into it, I, I, I'm not as sort of like open and transparent as a lot of these guys are. But yeah, so I'll, I'll say that we're spending about a quarter of our savings okay, um, and are buying the sites at what I think is a very good multiple of profit. So like under three, three times annual profit, okay, um, which is kind of like, you know, uh, the, uh, both of the domains are are extremely good. One of the domains is in the Majestic Million, which is like Majestic SEO's million best domains online. Okay. So I, I'm paying a little bit of a premium for for both domains, even though I think you know domain prospecting is is kind of garbage. They're both one word domains. Um, yeah. So we're paying just under three times multiple uh, annual profit, and um, we're paying cash. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so that makes it easy. I mean, and the process is we are going through a broker and I mean, the process is you work the broker, find a listing. They're all just listed on the websites, you know, make an offer, go back and forth. You have one accepted and then, you know, sort of wrap up due diligence. I mean, they send you kind of a packet, which is like between five and 20 pages of a prospectus and, um, yeah, you kind of look through it, ask any questions you have, request information from the seller. They'll all, they'll typically the first thing they'll do is like grant you Google Google Analytics read only access, right? Um, and so they did that before we made an offer, and then since then they've they've given us some more documentation around earnings, and then uh, we're doing like a live screen share to go through the the, the ad network dashboards just to see how they work and to verify earnings for the last two years, probably. Okay. So, so yeah, it's, um, it's pretty straightforward. And then the transfer process is, I don't think I understand the entire transfer process yet, but that's the nice thing about a broker is he's like, Hey, I can't do anything for you, but absolutely here to answer any questions you have along the way. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think they, they basically transfer the domain to your account so, like, I would open a, ho- a domain account in the same, whatever, domain registrar as this right. person has it, as the seller has it. They would transfer it over to me, um, and then I'll take over hosting. So, the, that's the easy thing about ho- this hosting set. Like, if you had it on a shared hosting network, it would be a pretty big hassle because you'd have to, like, download the database and transfer it over and... Well, yeah, you don't necessarily have to open an account with a host unless the domain name is expiring within, I think it's 30 or 45 days of transfer date. Um, yeah, like it just makes I, it easier. You and I swap. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you and I swap the domain name and you know we're on two different domain name hosts. But if it's right there with the web host, and you're going to stay with them anyway, then why not? Yeah, I mean, it just makes it easier. Well, and the, the restriction there is, I mean, I think like the one that you and I are swapping is like five to seven days, but 
th that'll be the 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 last thing that happens in escrow, right? Yeah. So you put the money in escrow. They so get you put the money in escrow. I go in and take control of the servers. Um, and then when I sort of have the website, then he transfers the domain as the last part. Okay. And then so is there any is there any time period for you to look at the the code base or the you know all of it to make sure mm -hmm. it all checks out? Yeah. Yeah, and so that's part of, you know, everything just sitting in escrow. And I don't know how long that's going to be. I mean, for this it's all pretty straightforward. Yeah. But I mean, I'll want to like make sure AdSense is registering in my account and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was it. Who was Scott Ewell was talking about how he didn't notice in the code somewhere deep there was a uh ID that tied all the ad revenue back to the previous yeah. owner. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's part of due diligence or, you know, part of escrow is just, you know, let their, let that thing sit and make money and make sure it shows up in my account. And yes. So, huh. yeah. So, I, you know, I, all in all, by the end of next week, it should be done. That's pretty cool. Which is pretty quick. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And I'll talk more about what it is what the sites are and once we have them and they're sort of spruced up a bit, but it, it's, it's exciting that it's such a big potential. I mean, that they could be just giant, massive sites. Um, Don't be embarrassed by how they look now. We want to see the before picture as well. Yeah, no, we'll definitely do before and after. Um, it, it's, it's nice that they're, they're good assets now and they have a ton of potential. You know, I think cool. that's like the ideal thing you want to buy. Yeah. That's it's really something cool. That, that is doing okay now. And has a ton of potential. So sweet. Well, congrats, yeah. congrats, yeah. and I'm looking forward to that new journey that you're embarking on. Yeah, yeah, we're excited. We're excited. So, so what's this uh, OPP? First of all, i i got I got a new iPhone, uh, a replacement iPhone. I had the six plus. Um, for whatever reason, the screen taps weren't registering. So you just swipe and touch, and nothing happens. And then 15 minutes later it would catch up. And so windows would be opening randomly. I sent three <laughs> random emails to a client that just had gibberish in them. Oh. It was like, I thought it was, hacked, awesome. right. I was like, Oh my God, I've you know, the first case of an iPhone being taken over and somebody's just fucking with me. Right? Uh -huh. No, it was just something wrong with the screen. So I took it to the Apple store. They're like, well, we could try to replace the screen, but you know what I recommend is I just hand you a new one. I'm like, well, just do that. Why is that the second option? Why is there another option? Just let's just swap it out. I have it all backed up. So let's do it. So he swaps it out. And then as it's updating the software, I get the latest version of the Apple Podcasts app. Horrendous. And it's Horrendous. a shit show, right? They took away the last couple features that I was still hanging on for. And that was like the fast forward and rewind 30 seconds buttons are, it's a white space now. The buttons are gone. The icons are gone. But if you tap where they used to be, it still works that way. I'm like, oh, who thought that was a good idea? Yeah. Like, how is a blind person supposed to, you know, <laughs> anyway. It's just totally not accessible. It's not good design. It's just horrible. And, and since they went to in, away from the tile view to the list view, I was kind of peeved about that, but I had just been sticking with it. I said, fuck it. What else is out there? So I, I already had Overcast, and I tinkered around with Overcast. Didn't like it. I tried some other things. I stumbled upon this one thing. It has, it has a weird name, but the, the app has amazing reviews, and it's, it's actually a really good podcast app. So if you're looking for a podcast um, streamer, podcatcher, um, it, it's called RSS Radio Podcast Player. It's great. Um, and, of course, we're talking about iOS here. I might have to check it out because I went to Overcast yeah. uh, about two months ago, and I don't love it, but it's okay. I like that this app has everything I used to love about the original podcast app in that uh, – I don't know if you can see this, but it's got the uh, – yeah. Tiled yeah. views. 
Um, I love that. And you can change the size or you can go to a list view. Um, <clears throat> granular control over the, um, not only the podcast and the playing and fast forward and rewind and the speed, but granular control over the sound. Like if you happen onto a podcast that's not compressed or it has weird, like the two hosts have two different, um, wildly different microphone levels. It, it, there's a uh, compression mode you can turn on where it will compress it and fix all that for you. Um, oh, wow. Nice. For me, it happens a lot where somebody will record and mix down their podcast at too low levels. And so when I'm sitting in the car on the trying to listen to this on the highway, the, the road noise is too loud and I can't hear it on, on over my stereo in the car. Um, but this has like, um, it it can actually boost the volume, like past the max level somehow. I don't know how it does it, Hmm. but, um, I had like my volume settings all the way maxed on the iPhone. I had the volume on my radio all all the way maxed on my, in my, um, Sorrento. And then I go to the slider and it's got ours go to 11, you know, it's basically, it had like a whole nother, (laughs) had a whole nother gear of loudness it could go to where I had to turn it down a little. Right. So I'm just ecstatic. And plus there's an equalizer you can fuck with and you can have it, you know. So if you're listening to a music podcast or comedy or just yeah. vocal or whatever, it has a speech um, booster or things like that. Nice. Really well thought out. <clears throat> it's everything you need, nothing you don't. So I'll anyway, definitely check it out. As I was migrating my shows one or the other, it said, um, related to the show you just added, you might like this other show. I had never heard of it before. Um, it's called Entrepreneurs in Small Rooms Drinking Coffee. And I think I just added Brendan Hufford's Entrepreneurs and Coffee podcast, right? Okay. And it's like, Coffee Entrepreneurs, check this other one out. And it's by um, Rob Kennedy, uh, is a Canadian guy. Rob Kennedy and Nick Kuhn. Um, it's a Canadian podcast, so they talk, you know, a lot about Canadian startups, but a lot of bootstrap startups, a lot of, a lot of, um, the, a lot of the Mixergy style stuff too, though, right? R- fantastic host, fantastic, um, um, quality. I was just listening to the episode. Well, he doesn't number the episodes, but it's it's an episode where they profile a um, pharmacy startup called PopRx, which um, is basically a mobile app that lets you um, have your prescriptions delivered to you, which is nice. pretty much what I do in my day job, right? I, I help um, uh, manage the IT infrastructure for mail order pharmacy. And, and this is like, I was listening to this startup and this is like, oh my goodness. And um, um, but so it's like if Andrew Warner had got inside my head and was talking to me about my day job, it would have been this podcast episode. So. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, entrepreneurs in small rooms drinking coffee. Um, and the, the episode I liked, but there's, you know, many great episodes. I've listened to three so far. Pop RX is the company. They Check it out. Featuring. That's awesome. I love that the RSS radio app has recommendations. Yeah. That's the one good thing about Stitcher that I yes. wouldn't use Stitcher all the time, but that's the one thing I love about it's discoverability. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going to ask you, since you bring that, bring Stitcher up, um, I added us to Stitcher, so you can subscribe to us via RSS, iTunes, or Stitcher on our website. I keep coming back to SoundCloud. Um, should we sign up for SoundCloud and get us on SoundCloud? You know, oh, for sure. The- yeah, no, so, so Libsyn has a way you can add a destination yeah. in Libsyn to where it automatically populates to SoundCloud. I saw that, but the problem is with SoundCloud, there's a limit to how much you can publish a month on the free plan. Oh, so we could get like two shows a month. Like we couldn't get all of our shows on SoundCloud. Okay, I didn't know that. Unless we pay the twenty bucks a month. So I'm thinking, is it worth it or not? No, and I didn't think it was worth it until today. I saw a somebody put together one of those stupid list posts of um, the twenty business podcasts you should be listening to, right? And then for every podcast they list listed on their blog post, it 
had a the SoundCloud player with with the featured episode. I'm like, well, shit, we couldn't even be in that post, right? Because we're not on SoundCloud. Yeah. So I don't know if any of that matters, but since our listenership is hovering around, I think four right now or something like right. that. Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, so anyway, some I'll just put that bug in your in your ear. Yeah. No, no, that's something uh, to revisit. Yeah. Yep. Because, you know, we're not making money off this podcast, I realize. And, you know, you know, a lot of podcasts are going like the startup chat. Heat and Shaw and Stella Effie's podcast is amazing. I don't know how they have time to foster growth in the Facebook community they have going, but they're doing a great job. I don't know if they hired interns or who the, the manager, the community managers are there, but there's always somebody there spurring conversation. Mm-hmm. You and I don't have time for that shit, right? So. There's really no point in, in launching a Facebook group for our podcast when we have you and I don't have the time to really feed the group, seed the group. And second of all, you know, I don't know that we have the listenership to really ha- allow it to self-start. Yeah. And I think we had a, we have a unique perspective for sure, but I don't think it's something where I wouldn't want to just participate in another community. You know, right. I, don't, I don't think our, it has to be our community. Exactly. Yeah. Like we can, so. com- we can participate in startup chats community Sure. And and still get whatever feedback we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So MicroConf uh, early access tickets went out to Academy members. Yes. This week. Is that right? Um, Last week. So two lists have launched. So by the time that MicroConf will probably be sold out by the time this episode airs. Let's just put it yeah. that way. Um, the yeah. first wave that went out was Academy. The second wave that went out was previous attendees, and that went out today. And I checked at 3 o'clock today and was down to three tickets left. So that's probably gone. That's for, second, for that bucket? Or? For that bucket, yes. Okay. Not not total, but they, they put aside, what is it, 50 tickets for Academy and then 50 for previous. I'm just pulling numbers out of my ass here. But yeah. It, yeah. Um, they, they put buckets together. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I got my hotel, so that's good. Cheap. I was excited. Yeah, seventy nine bucks. Not th- yeah, I mean that's a steal. I also booked Saturday night and that was ninety nine bucks. It's like, man, how are they making any money? Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I went to Podunk um village in the uh, middle of Indiana here, uh, this little Amish town. Um uh, it's like an antique mall trap, right? And mm-hmm. um I think we paid one fifty nine that night for the hotel room. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I can't remember what this other thing was on our list, so cool. You've escaped it for this week. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, th- I think I would love to continue the discussion about pricing and see how yeah, we'll talk next week uh, ahead of your, your new pricing launch, but I would like to have a discussion about pricing myself, um, in particular looking at next year about changing some of our pricing for new and existing customers. So that'll be an interesting thing to talk about yeah all right cool all right man man. well i'll see you next week week. if uh you are a listener and you would if you are so inclined please head over and leave us a review in itunes um it makes us feel good inside that's right (laughs) (laughs) that's what she said yes and if you do sign up for a limited time only i will send you a picture of my puppy and Uh um i think that's all i got that's all i can entice you with do you have anything better than that? Is the, is the puppy that shit on the floor today? Yeah, yeah, that's what puppies <laughs> do, man. So unless you like every hour on the hour are taking this little shit bag outside and squeezing it like a piping bag onto the lawn, it shits on your floor. So this is a golden doodle, right? So it's part golden oh, retriever, God. part yeah. standard poodle. Two part of, spaz. Two of the top three smartest dogs 
there's a list of dog smarts and these two are in the top three and they p combine them together so what happens is i've got a two-month-old puppy that's figured me out right <laughs> so she, she'll go out and she, she will go outside and to where she normally takes a shit and she'll sit down and she turns around and looks at me demanding a treat Mm -hmm. And she's just sitting there, and it's a waiting game, right? Just leave her, leave her out there, and let her turn <laughs> into an icicle. Oh, and by the way, yeah, as you can say, it's it's Chicago, and it's fucking cold right now. Yeah, yeah. So you know, she knows I'm cold, and she's sitting there shivering. And it's like we're doing a staring match. Like, That's fine. Great. You know, here's a treat. Go poop, and she'll go poop. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, cool, man. All right, well, I'll uh, I'll holler at you next week. Yes, talk to you next time. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace. To stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup, visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com. We'll catch you next time.